Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Welcome, FPL players. This is Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. I'm Rob, and this is... Yanis. <laughs> How are we, Rob? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. It's been, yeah, one of those one of those surprising weeks that's caught everyone with their trousers down, so to speak. Uh, how are you? Back from the dead, right? I am. I'm fine now. I mean, there will be a few coughs from now and then, uh-huh. but uh, I feel better. This was my first day uh, out of uh, self isolation. I just had yeah. to do some uh, shopping this morning. Amazing. And it felt good. It felt good. What did I'm... you buy, Yannis? What did you buy? Oh, Let's we're doing we're doing the Christmas Eve dinner tonight. <laughs> New Year's Eve, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah, a postponement. No, so you're doing Christmas Eve dinner on New Year's Eve. That's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. We thought, I mean, even fixtures get postponed. Why not postpone Christmas Eve? Exactly. What a great link you've just presented with us with Yanis. So, and I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. You, you're, you're such a natural with this now. So yeah, um, two postponed pictures this game week. Man City struggled heavily with their their COVID responses, and um, therefore the Everton Man City game was called off quite early on, right? That was yes, not early enough. Not early enough, but to be still. honest, but it was uh, quite soon that we knew that this game week was yeah. already missing uh, one match. There were heavy rumours throughout the game week that Fulham would be pretty, you know, difficult to schedule, but um, it eventually culminated last night, didn't it? And they said nothing about four o'clock. I think Jose Mourinho tweeted or put Instagram post out with them all sat around being like, we don't know if we're playing yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so annoying, but it happens. And it's something that we'll probably need to get used to. Mm. Unless we have something really bad, touch wood, and uh, it means that the whole th- season gets kind of like a pause or something like last year. Although yeah. I think that these past few days show the contrary, that they are trying their best not to have a big change in the situation. Yeah. Things will get tough with rescheduling, especially now that teams with a busy schedule are involved, like City and Spurs. Yeah. But this might end up um, having beneficial uh, outcome for FPL managers and Mm -hmm. I will explain what I mean. There is a chance that the City-Everton game might get into the double um, the game Game 19 19, which of course when you've started planning and doing all of those (coughs) moves one by one it does change a few things but still if you can include Man City in this game week it's not bad. Yeah, especially with players like John Stones, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, actually, but you know, even Aguero on a double game week is uh, you know an absolute delight since seasons gone by. So 
Or even, I don't know if the Spurs one is has got any potential of getting between 18 and 19. We, we don't know. I think it's a bit too soon anyway to say. Yeah. Uh, but for me personally, I know I missed Son's game yesterday. But mm. at the same time, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm lucky because if... And I'm thinking of it, seriously. I want to get Kane back. At least I haven't missed that fixture for for him. So yeah. you have to think of both sides. Of course, we missed. I mean, I don't think I had 11 players playing. Uh, I definitely didn't. Nope. But still, I might have something to gain from it. I know this might be very selfish. Some people might have had a terrible game week. And I've had a very good one, to be honest. I'm I'm not yeah. even close to moaning. Likewise, in terms of the comparison to the average game week score, uh, we got we both had Dallas, so we both got very lucky there. And we yeah we were absolutely fine with our plus fifty scores. So yeah, we're very very lucky. But at the same time, I want to raise another matter that I was thinking this week, and it actually proves you right again. <laughs> but it's something I'm I'm dreadful to to admit. It, it, it's the fact of of having a proper bench ready to play at any time, and I have been very lucky. I have to admit, it's not skill; it's only luck that I'm planning for the bench boost for game week nineteen, which has led me to a team of fifteen. Very good players. I was I was even thinking that if there weren't any problems, I wouldn't even need to change anyone. For three yeah. game weeks, there would be my team with no transfers. Uh, so this has been so good for me within this terrible situation. And it's having Son, Matip, Calvert Lewin not playing, which in other cases would be extraordinarily bad three major and quite expensive players from one from each line yeah. and suddenly I had Suchek and Dallas coming in with 15 points in total so it ben kind of made my day the fact that my bench my my bench not bench boost my bench was there for me I mean I'm always going to be questioning Dallas on the bench but uh, against West Brom if you've got him and you're not playing him against West Brom, I don't know what you're going to do with him, Yanis. But still. I was um, almost certain yeah. that Matip would not play. Exactly, exactly. And that's why he was my first <laughs> defensive player on the bench. But I just thought yeah. that if, for some reason, Matip plays and they get a clean sheet, why not have his as well? That was yeah, the true. only reason. And I started Taylor because he had an also very good fixture. And he would have gotten... A free, um, yeah, clean, a clean sheet as well. So that was the only reason. And I didn't have Dallas first because if Masip didn't play, I would have only two defenders. So Dallas would naturally go at his place. Yeah, and if Suchek fair. had a good return, then I would get him in the midfield spot or something else. That, that was the idea. I know it yeah. sounds weird not having Dallas in the team, but it turned out to be in my favour. Yeah. The other weird thing was I saw about 350,000 managers had captained Kane and vice-captained Son, which 
just goes again with our diversifying the assets. You know, if you do have the captain and the vice captain in the same team or even in the same game, you are going to suffer in this sort of situation. So just like make sure you're looking at it, you're looking at it logically. If I were you for the next couple of game weeks, I wouldn't captain captain a Fulham player, firstly. I wouldn't captain a Fulham player anyway, but because of COVID, they might not make the next game week. I also wouldn't captain a Man City player because they might not play the next game week. They Odds on they look like they should, but if you if one of your players, a vice-captain or a captain, is a Man City player and the game that your captain gets called off is... Uh, captain is in, gets called off, and then your vice-captain also doesn't play, you're stuffed again and you don't get your extra three points from Salah that you got this week. So, you know, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> for me, this for this game week, if we specify it, it's the Fulham-Burnley game that I would stay away. I mean, yeah. of course, I wouldn't sell players to replace them or anything, but I would no. I would definitely not captain anyway. But I think you <laughs> understand what I mean. It's also yeah. the Sheffield United, I think. They, they also had some they rumors. Had a, they had a couple, but they were in-house. They okay. were staff... Uh, mostly in the staff, which is why their game didn't get cancelled because they did have quite a high number of COVID positives, but the first 11 could play okay. and a decent enough bench could also play. And the Chelsea City as well, I would not yeah. make transfers against or, or I mean sell or buy because of this game, but I would never captain one of those two teams because you no. would not know for sure if this is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and as as you said, definitely not on the same match, captain and vice captain. It's it kind of goes back to that silly uh, talk we had of not having a captain on the first day or the last day, kind yeah, of true. because you never know. I mean, remember what happened with the weather last year? At some point, there was yeah that storm and that snow, and suddenly. Two games were cancelled on the same day, so maybe try to spread it even... And now it's winter. It, yeah. This can even get into the equation. Yeah, Co we could have COVID, we could have flooding, we could have snow. Anything can cancel a game right now. So having a playing bench is so important. Diversifying your assets is so important. So not having more than, of your six defensive players, trying to make sure they're from six different teams, if you can of your, you know, however many left, uh, nine attacking players, try to make sure they're from different teams. You can double up a little bit more in attack because you've got, um, you know, a bit more going for you there. You've got nine players to choose from. But still, try to make sure that you're spreading those chips evenly because having all your eggs in one basket and the basket breaking is not a situation any grandma wants to be in. Very well said. So, what did your basket do this week? Well, my basket didn't have 12 fresh eggs. Um, Soufal was benched, surprisingly. Uh, the other player who I was looking at, Balbuena, also um, didn't play either. So, both of the those West Ham assets that I was looking at didn't get a game. Taylor got... Eight minutes of a game, Eight or which nine. was a big upset for me. But other than that, Son and Kane didn't play. 
Stones didn't play, um, and Johnston, my keeper, got zero points uh, against a ruthless uh, Leeds. But other than that, I got some pretty good returns. McCarthy got me nine, Dallas got me 12, Robertson got me nine, Salah got me six because he had him as captain and he got the clean sheet point. Fernandez got me six because he got that sneaky, oh, that assist. He was spraying balls like that for the entire game, literally like a quarterback. And I was like, I'm never going to get an assist for one of these balls. Why is he playing these? Just get in the box. And he missed a couple of chances as well. But come the end of the day, Rashford gets a deflection and the FBL gods decide to not upset everyone and yeah. give... Rashford the goal and not the assist, which then therefore made Bruno have the assist and not nothing. Uh, Suchet got me three points. Bamford outrageously got me eight points with two assists. One uh, proper and one and one kind of dodgy one. Sorry? One proper yeah, and one. Exactly. <laughs> no goal, weirdly. Um, considering Leeds scoring five and Bamford not getting a single one, no one would have said that a couple of game weeks ago. Um... So yeah, it's been a good, it was a good game. I got 55, the average was 37. So it shot me up about 100,000 places. Um, and I think the main reason was luck because of the fact that I had planned for the, uh, to get rid of the players that were not playing in game week uh, not playing a double game week in 19 and somehow those matches got called off for COVID which yeah. was very strange but equally um, it benefited me yeah if but you it, think about it it was a the Everton Everton Spurs and Man City three of yeah. the four teams that you would really don't want players for the double game week these exactly. were the teams that didn't play it was very very <coughs> Um, but they were so negative in this game week and they will also be so negative in three game weeks, two game weeks time. So yeah, we got very lucky there, but all in all, racked up a pretty decent score. So very happy with that. And uh, yeah, I've had a good December, good festive period. I was also very happy with this game week. Game week. Um, you beat me. I had even me. slightly, three points more than you. Yeah. I had McCarthy and Robertson and Dallas. Uh, and Taylor. I mean, we we got kind of a very similar team. Ah, hello, we're here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, good. And then I had Fernandez and Salah, the same as you. Bamford, same. The differences were Adams. Do you? You don't have Che Adams. I do have Che Adams. You yeah. do? Okay. Okay, so that's the same. And I had Suchek and Ward Prowser. He had three mm. points. I mean, I'm still waiting for him to return. It it's good that it's not it hasn't come yet because it might come when it counts in the yeah. double game week. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it. I don't know how I got three points more than you because I think we've got exactly the same squad. Well, Lookman, Lookman's game also got cancelled for me, so. There was I think apparently it's the Ward Prowse three points that makes the difference. Ward Prowse is three points. Yeah. So already yeah. pays off for me. Yeah. He, he, he benefited you this game week. And um, it was a good green arrow, finally, because I had three in a row red arrows. Yeah. And I had gone up to, I think it was uh, 152k. 
and now I'm yeah. in 80k, which is back to my my best. Back to sitting pretty. Exactly. So, <laughs> what are we doing with next week, though? Because that's there are the big questions. Next week's got a lot of tough fixtures for my team in particular. There are a lot of you know fixture difficulty, quite high fixture difficulty rating teams. And so it's pretty tough. Salah and Fernandez, the people that I would most like to captain, have Southampton and Villa. Uh, I was going to be transferring Kane out for Vardy until this cancellation yesterday, which means that Tottenham have had basically a rest day yesterday. When they were supposed to be playing, they've had a rest. So that should benefit them for the Leeds game. So I might save Kane for this game week, use my transfer to get Taylor moved on because he's got a hamstring injury to a better player and then make a hit in double game week 19 but still have a good, uh, you know, solid team. Like, yeah. The problem now is what we briefly discussed last time, that whatever transfers we make now are the ones that are final until game week 19 we'll have i mean no i didn't say that nicely game week 18 we're both planning to free hit which means yeah. that we cannot roll any transfers for game week 19 yeah. so whatever we choose to do in game week 19 is going to be one transfer that we're allowed plus hit exactly so if there's any planning to do for game week 19 we have to do it by Tomorrow, um, four o'clock UK time. Yeah, which makes things a bit trickier because I also have. I mean, I've got two big problems in my defense uh, uh-huh. called Matip and Taylor. Uh-huh. For one reason, I'm not entirely sure I want to get rid of Taylor because he's fifty percent. It's a muscle issue injury. It's for sure that he's going to miss the Fulham one. Hamstring. Is it hamstring? The game, uh, the game says muscle, but he Sean Dyke said hamstring. Oh, okay. So maybe this is... Okay, so the idea is to probably drop both of them, since I have two transfers at the moment. This is a good fortune moment I'm in. And um, yeah. the idea was to upgrade DCL to either Vardy or Kane. I don't think I can manage to bring that amount of money to make it into Kane. I can hardly do it with with a Vardy. But I want to wait up until the last moment because if there's any news about City playing a double game week, then I might not even bother and I might go for an expensive defender like a Diaz who will have two fixtures instead of going for two very cheap defenders. Because the one scenario is Matip to someone very cheap, maybe maybe another Burnley player, I don't know. Uh, I'm not that confident, but I don't know. Two very cheap options instead of Matip and Taylor that yeah. probably would have two, two game weeks. That would be even better. And mm-hmm. then the money that I get, Covert-Lewin and... 
who knows, maybe I will downgrade someone else if things go badly and I get a, a Mason Mount or something like that for the double game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I'm more leaning towards the other scenario of Matip slightly more expensive into Diaz, which was the original plan. Yeah. Especially if he has two game weeks, uh, two, two, two fixtures. Um, and then maybe holding Carpet Lewin or wait to see how Antonio is going up until game week 19 and then having his two fixtures. Yeah. If Calvert Lewin does have a double game week, that would be great. You know, they, that game could get moved to that week. There are. It's not good. They're of, not good. There are games. lots of ifs and buts. It's oh, yeah, especially City. on Diaz as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, there are a lot of ifs and buts. So I think for me, I've got to make one sensible transfer this game week. Has to be Charlie Taylor out um, because the others should all be playing and they should all be playing pretty well. I think I will end up taking a hit to shuffle in game week um, 19. 19. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with how it's looking right now. Um, we've just got to hope that Sufau comes back because of the fact, yeah, he was off not for any injury, he was off because he's just had a baby. Well, his wife's just had a baby. Uh, it would have been pretty painful if he'd had it. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with how it's going. I want Sufau back and when he comes back, hopefully it should be in time for 19. I'm thinking about Taylor to Cresswell or Taylor to Justin. Both have pretty good double game week fixtures um, and both would make sense in my price structure because if I go to Justin or Cresswell, then it's only a little step up then to the Chelsea players uh, at 5.2, 5.3. So when Kane comes down to Vardy, I make that back. Um, what are you looking at for your watch list battles? We're going to round up all of the watch list battles that we've missed, which I think is 14, 15, 16, and it will be 17. Uh, in the next podcast... It gives us some time. That's good, actually. Yeah, we've, we've got one. We've got a podcast coming up where we've got a podcast review, watch list roundup, watch list roundup, and then podcast number uh, reveal for the next game week so yeah we'll do it then um but for now we're just locking Yanis's uh, and uh, mine mine and my and Yanis and I's choices <laughs> there you go um in this English language business it's not easy even for it's not easy so, um I've got a couple of picks for my um defenders one or two picks for midfield and literally just one for forwards so if you nick my forward I'll be really upset so go with forwards first okay I was ready for the defenders but that's fine I'll I'll <laughs> handle it uh, please remind me we're talking below 8 million right yes okay it's, it's forwards below 7.5 I think oh 7.5 just... okay um yeah, forwards below 7.5, midfielders under 8, and defenders under 5.5. Okay, uh, so I won't go really wild this time. Yeah. Although the, um, you know, the, the Burnley players are very appealing. <laughs> but I might go... Did you say 7.5? 
7.5. Okay, no, no, forget about it. I'm going for Enketia. Enketia? Yes, I did that before. I, see, I didn't even know to see if he's been playing. I have no idea if he's playing, but if he plays, he will score. <laughs> it's against West Brom, and it's a fixture that Arsenal... It's, it's, it's Martinelli... It's, it's Lacazette and Aubameyang that have been playing recently. Aubameyang played the majority of the last game week, and then Aubameyang came on and scored his first or second touch or something like that. Um, but I think Nketiah like is still not mean. playing. I think Smith-Rowe, Martinelli and Saka are playing behind him. Just to help you out there. That's fine. I like to lose on the battles because I win on the regular season thing. All right, all right, all right. Take, I'll take it easy. Okay, so mine is Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah. Okay, Against us. Oh. Tottenham will probably concede. I'll probably get upset. But At least have the Rodrigo being the one who scores. Yes. I see, I see. Shall we move on to um, the midfield? Midfield? You, yeah. you go ahead first, so I don't want to... Okay. I've got a choice between Pedenza, Martinelli and Barnes. Pedenza's got Brian Hove Albion who uh, are away. They're, they're much better away from home than they are at home, but still, it's going to be a tight match. And I think Neto Pedenza could get some points. Martinelli, is he listed as a midfielder? Yes, he is. Check that. he is. He is, Martinelli and Emil Smith-Rowe are uh, looking like pretty certain picks in this Arsenal team, which are going to be great for the free-hitting game week 18, if anyone has them, because they look pretty odds-on to be playing now, uh, and Arsenal are playing a lot better with them in the team. Um, and then Barnes against Newcastle is probably where I'm going to land. So I'm going with Harvey Barnes. Excellent. And I'm going with Zaha. Although he rarely returns back-to-back, back. but Sheffield United is a very good fixture for him to This is This is a chance, a yeah. Cool. Um, then, defence. Defence in this game is, is quite an interesting one. You've got... Uh, I've got Tarkovsky versus Fulham, hmm. Tierney versus West Brom, um, Maguire and Justin are against Villa and Newcastle. Um, respectively, it's a tough one to choose from. Um, and then the Everton boys as well uh, are also up against West Ham, and they've just had a rest of a game week. So, it's, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Tierney against West Brom. And I'm going to go with Saiz. Roman Saiz. Against Brighton, because I think Ooh. that... There even might be a chance of an attacking return. I'm not very He's convinced. He's been so dangerous from headers. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. I obviously got the Spurs one, but he was very close in the Against last game. United as well. as well. Yeah, Man United. He was very close. Yeah, very good. So that's me. Cool. Very probable that Saiz and uh, and Ketia don't even play, but still. <sighs> yeah, I'll you, take my chances. You, Every game week recently, you've picked last three. You've always picked one that hasn't played. Four. Because I'm going wild. You are going wild. 
So for podcast listeners, beware. Um, Inketia may or may not, but if he does, Yannis is hoping he gets big points. That's what we're going for, right? Exactly. Yeah, cool. I think you're, you know, I think you could be right. I think he could, he could play because Arsenal could be giving him a rest because they're playing one every game week. You know, they're not missing a single game week. So yeah, we'll see. How's your team looking going forwards then, Yannis, for game week 17? As I said, my problems are in the defence and the decisions I'll make on the two injured, Matip and Taylor, will actually show me the way of what to do with DCL. Yeah. If I go big on defence and I upgrade both of them, which is not very difficult because I've got half a million at the bank... So it's five point five for Matip. I would even go for a. I could even go for a Chilwell and uh, a Diaz for uh-huh. both of them, and that would downgrade DCL to an Antonio for nineteen, for instance. Yeah, that would be the one scenario, or I would go both Matip and Taylor into a four point five solution, or even less yeah. if I went for Alioski, let's say. Yeah. 4.4, isn't he? I think. Um, which would mean I that I would have up, yeah. I would have uh, 1.6, 1.7 maybe uh, to upgrade Calvert-Lewin into Vardy, but again taking a hit from Son to Mount. This would yeah. be the other solution. My plan originally, if you remember, was to change Areola after this game week into a Fabianski yeah. for the double game week. But I might end up just holding Areola because he's cheap. He might get some uh, saves. So I don't want to waste 0.6 just for my second goalkeeper for the double game week. I think it's... It's a luxury I'm not I can't afford Fair. to take. Um so this is this is how things look. Mm-hmm. The good thing is that my whole midfield is not moving unless I have to move Son to something cheaper. Because yeah. Fernandez, Salah, Ward Prowser and Suchek are ideal for the double game week. Adams Bamford, yeah. same. Robertson, Sufal, Dallas, again, the same. So it's kind of those slight changes that have now forced me to... Especially the Taylor hit is probably the worst because he was yeah, a cheap really one. A, a, a real, I, I didn't want to transfer, have a transfer hit for him, Yeah. but I might end up doing it. Yeah, definitely. So that's the plan. And, of course, we will talk about the free hit game week 18 which is very interesting i love it changing Indeed. your team completely for one week it's it's ideal yeah i'm so excited for it it's going to be great especially with these cheap new um cheap arsenal players coming into form now this was really what i was hoping would happen uh as much as yeah arsenal were it was enjoyable to laugh a little bit at Arsenal it got a bit sad and now they're starting to look a bit like a team that knows how to play football they're still not not where they should be but actually their FPL assets especially how cheap they are 
look like they could give you some value. Yeah, I agree. Not for the double game week, but for the blank game week, and then after then, it's going to be good. Okay, my team is... Yeah, Taylor's going. The problem is the two teams that I would want to transfer Taylor out to would be West Ham and Leeds, because Burnley and West Bromwich Albion are great double game weeks. Um... Brighton Southampton, also pretty good double game week for Leeds. So that would be a really good one to have. But they've got Everton and Tottenham in game week 17. So this isn't the best game week to transfer them in, which is a little bit annoying. But I do have a pretty solid team that doesn't need Taylor. Um, so I've got Stones against Chelsea, might play, might not. Dallas against Spurs, great it's, you know, it will be what it will be. Robertson against Southampton, not expecting a lot for my defence this game week. Um, McCarthy against Liverpool. Um, but then Salah captain, Fernandez uh, against Villa, Son against Leeds, Spuchek against Everton, Kane against Leeds, Adams against Liverpool and Bamford against Tottenham. Seems like all of my players are playing each other this game week. The only one is Stones isn't play. I don't have a Chelsea player that Stones is going to be playing against. Um yeah, all the others will be playing against each other. So yeah, it's a tough one for my team this week, but it should be okay. What about captaincy? Salah. For me, right now, I've got Kane as well, and Kane against Leeds could be great. Um, so he... Uh, yeah, I'm fitting between him and Salah. And I think right now it's on Salah. Have you got Son? You've got, you do have Son. Do you, believe, do you believe that Kane is better than Son in this fixture? I think Leeds aren't going to be conceding in the same way that... in the way in which Son will score the goals. Hmm. Uh, the thing is, they've got high-flying fullbacks, um, and, uh, you know... Phillips slots in as a sort of extra centre-back. So that could trouble Kane, but it could also, and it could lend itself to Son. But I do think that they're going to struggle with headers. And I think if anyone's going to get on the end of a header, it's going to be Kane or one of the tall defenders. Dyer. So, yeah, I'd like to see us... score to save his life. Yeah, score from a corner or score from a, uh, uh, a free kick. Uh, with a with a headed goal because we haven't got many of those recently, so I think that's why Kane is a slight pro. But then also Son will be able to get behind Dallas and Alioski and Luke Ayling if he plays there. So Ayling, whatever his name is. So yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, but because for me, for Kane, me, it is Salah Kane because I I definitely don't expect him to blank for a third week in a row. No, and this is. The most important, actually, reason, um, because he's got a tougher fixture, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Southampton can be very, very dangerous. Although they might, as a kind of defense, as we've we've said, they might favor a very open game, like even the this, United it, one. Yeah, this season, everyone has been like Southampton. They yeah. can get done by fast attackers because. The first, you know, the third game week or something, Spurs got them 5-2. And everyone's like, oh, Spurs can get them 5-2, then, you know, everyone else can. Um, 
but they tied, you know, they tightened up a bit. So that might not, that's not necessarily, well, that's what Solskjaer found out, didn't he? Yeah. They just played in a fast team and it didn't quite work. So they changed it, brought Cavani on and won the match. So I think it might not, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm so torn between Kane and Salah. Yeah, but for me, my second choice would be Son and not Kane. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't have Kane, but I'm, I'm just thinking because I was thinking I might even bring him in, but yeah. I feel, I still favor Son to Kane for this fixture because yeah. I feel, and I remember how a nightmare Zaha was um, for Leeds, who's this yeah. kind of left winger movement against them. Grealish was fantastic despite their win. Yeah. Um, so they, despite them having a very, very strong right side, because Dallas often plays there, um, and uh, Ailing is right behind. I mean, they've got yeah. pretty good players there, but they cannot f- handle those type yeah. of players easily. Yeah. That's why I think that Son might have better chances. Okay, who's your captain? Salah. <laughs> I told you. Cool. It has to be. He cannot blank for a third week. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, and then the final question that I've got for you is, uh, is Dallas the new Lord Lundstrom? <laughs> I heard that too. I heard that too. He might be. He might be. Or yeah. I will rephrase it. Um... Dallas is the upgraded Lord Lundstrom because Dallas is even more um, of a threat wherever he plays because Lundstrom was what he was because he was playing off position because he was playing as a midfielder and he was registered as a defender on on the game. But Dallas doesn't matter. He starts as a left back. He starts as a defensive midfielder, as a right winger. It doesn't matter. His way of playing is so attacking and so yeah. promising. So he's the upgraded version. Cool. And I wasn't cool. even prepared. <laughs> what a way to end the podcast, right? And a year. Yeah, what a good year. It's been a it's been a good good year. What's been your okay? Fine. What's been your uh, least favorite moment of twenty uh, twenty? In terms of FPL. FPL. Obviously. It must have been... It's it's funny now that I'm going to mention it. When I realised, when we were about to restart after the, um, the COVID two yeah. months off, the fact that I wasn't aware that I could make transfers for free all that time. Yeah, that was tough. That was probably my worst moment because I realised that I could have changed my team and then not have all this struggle with the wild card. Remember, we were given an extra wild card at the beginning of that new era and I was struggling for hours and hours and days and I was thinking, if I only knew and were making a transfer every week... I would have yeah. saved me that trouble. This was my worst moment. Mine was similar, and I had really like scary connotations of it this game week. Uh, and it was when Arsenal, I think it was definitely Arsenal. They had a double game week against and City. I think another, 
team did have a double game week. So I wildcarded and put a bunch of Arsenal players in my team. And because they had the double game week, and I was like, this is it. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be great. And then the Arsenal game got called off because of COVID. And I, everything was like, what? But they still counted my wild card. And they still counted the first half of the game week, but they didn't count the second half. So it was, it was something along those lines. And I was really like infuriated. And then the entire season got called off. And then everyone got given a free wild card. And I was like, I've just wild carded for all of these fixtures. <laughs> And now I'm being punished because I don't get two wild cards. I didn't get my wild card back for the problem that happened. And also everyone else has just got to have whatever team they want anyway. So I was, yeah, that was for me the worst moment. And I, I really am slightly worried that it might happen in the next couple of game weeks because of the fact that COVID is getting stronger, it's getting a lot more worrying and... Uh, lots more clubs are having a lot more players infected. So there is a chance the season could get put on pause for a little while. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I think the main reason that they're not deciding that is that they will never be sure enough when to resume it. So yeah. it's better to try to leave, leave it dragging slowly up until where it gets, rather than yeah. if they decide now to close it, they will never open it back into week's time. Exactly. They will never have the security to say that now we're fine, let's go back. Yeah. So they know that it's going to last that, long. Yeah, got to the teams that postpone the games are the teams that have no European matches. I think that's what they need to... Because every single team yeah. that's been had a game cancelled has got European, European involvement somehow. So yeah, that's the main struggle for them. But yeah, we'll, we'll hope for the best. We're fingers crossed. But let's not, finish, let's not finish in the bad side. What was yeah. your best moment of FBL this year? Oh, man. I honestly can't. Oh, okay. It was deciding not to triple captain Mane in the game week where he had a double game week and got two and got injured in the first minute of the first game of, the first game of his double game. Uh, I decided not to triple captain him. I was really worried about it. And... He didn't score, he didn't get anything, and he got injured in the first game, and that was him for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, it was not doing that. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's a good positive yeah. moment, <laughs> not doing something. <laughs> yeah. But this is, this is active. Not doing something means that you're staying put with what you thought originally. Exactly. Unfortunately, I don't have a choice, like a triple captain so far, that has worked or as I, I mean I'm a, I'm a new player I've played just for one year um, so the best moment as a, a return would probably be this sour taste I had uh, sweet and sour of game week two where Tottenham had that 5-2 against Southampton where I had sold Son and that was really painful but at the same time I captain Kane so I got all his four assists and two bonus points, whatever, doubled. So maybe yeah. I would call that as a, as a positive moment because it yeah. kind of didn't hurt that much as it should have. Yeah, that's good. It's a bit sad that our positive moments are those two. <laughs> but yeah, it is. We're first and second in the table, and this is a great way to end the year, let's face it. Exactly. None of us expected to be 
neither of us expected to be doing this well. We all expected to be beaten by everyone in our um, in our uh, league. So we're quite happy to be sat where we are right now. We've got to keep going, keep pressing forward, and uh, yeah, wish everyone else a good season. Hope everyone else does just as well. And a shout out to Fivos for being manager of the month. Manager by of the month, in just two. three points ahead of you. You had a, such yeah. a fantastic December. Yeah. But Fibos had job, three points better yeah. one. If I'd have had Ward Prowse... Exactly. There you go. My entire week and month would have been somewhere near. But I'm sure Fibos has many of those as well. So, <laughs> yeah. He deserves to win it. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, we wish you all uh, a happy uh, move into 2021. We hope 2021 is... Uh, great for everyone, all managers, all lives, everything that's going on. And uh, we hope you guys, you guys, yeah, have a great success in 2021. Couldn't have said it better. I only wish that uh, you stay safe. And of course, always stay tuned. Excellent. Have a happy new year, guys. See you very, very soon. Radio.